Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bullhunter Planet Podcast. It is myself, Tim Mazzarano, with the whole crew in the studio tonight. Dave, Jamie, Bob, Chris, and Kevin back from Florida. Is back. Boo. Um, <laughs> boo. Yeah, I told um, me he came back a month early. Yeah, it's so cold here. I don't know. So, and joining us on the phone tonight, we have Sam Soholt from Public Land and Tees. Public Land Tees, actually. Correct. That's me. <laughs> Talk about me, Cameron. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't. We, just had, we just had that conversation, and I'm like, I, I don't know. I can. I can it's okay. Man. He bombed. Over. Over. Oh, so, God. Sam, man, what's going on? You know, not much. I'm. Uh, I'm currently back in the Dakotas, just trying to stay warm. Oh, like everybody else, you know, it's just snowy and cold, and the endless winter. So, is the, the Dakotas? Is that your uh, your home base? Your hometown? Well, it's uh, my fiance is in grad school in North Dakota, um, and so I'm back back around here whenever I'm not on the road. Marrying up, I see. That's good. Nice. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of yep, the Dakotas, I, def- I definitely uh... outkicked my coverage on this one. <laughs> I love it. So, what... did you grow up there? Uh, so I grew up in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and then uh, oh. yeah, grew up there, and then I went to uh, went to uh, North Dakota State nice. in yeah, went to, I was a Bison, and then graduated there. In 2011 and then uh yeah met my future wife uh the year after i was graduated but then she uh was in school and now she's in grad school so she's gonna make all sorts of money and i'll get to follow her (laughs) (laughs) so sam you'd be happy to know that kevin and i were just in your wonderful state last uh july was it yeah fourth of july and uh we spent the uh a week in custard state park and oh nice stayed in custard's ravine or something uh Custer's Gulch. Gul- Custer's Gulch. So cool. We got to hang out there and uh, experience Fort July. There it was a lot of fun and, and uh, yeah. Seeing Dave, the buffalo. Dave actually and... flew into the giant airport at Sioux City, Sioux Falls. <laughs> <laughs> Sioux Falls. <laughs> so I, it's a, I, I picked it's a cool up from... state. I mean, there's oh. a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cool stuff here. Not, not a ton of cool stuff on the east side, but that. The whole Black Hills area is just right. absolutely gorgeous. Oh, yeah. I, I picked Dave up from the airport, and I took him right to the actual Sioux Falls with him and my grandson. And he was it, – it's a great place to Beautiful start place. your trip in South yeah. Dakota. Yeah. For those who haven't been out west, go. It was a great time. And then we uh, we even went fishing, trout fishing. Nice. And uh, Kevin and the kids caught fresh trout, and they even got the out-of-state license, which actually was not that bad. And nope, anyway, I think you had five a day, or is it five, six, six or something? Either way, they caught a couple. We actually fried them up right there at the campsite, and they were amazing. Oh, yes, nothing <laughs> better than fresh fish. <laughs> I mean, maybe fresh backstraps and yeah. tenderloin. <laughs> <but. laughs> we'll take it all. It's okay. That's right. 
<laughs> That's awesome. So tell us about uh, Public Land Tees. How did it start? So Public Land Tees started kind of in conjunction with the bus project, but I'll I'll get back to that. Yeah, uh, my brother and I, um, we'd actually been talking about starting some sort of a apparel company um, for a couple of years and just couldn't quite figure out the uh, what we wanted to do and, and how we wanted to frame it. And when I, when I started the bus project, it seemed like a good time to launch the apparel company at the same time because I wasn't busy enough building a school bus. So I figured starting another company is a good idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, we, yeah, so the whole framework of it is just t-shirts that, uh, so we can raise money to give back to conservation because without public lands and the conservation work that uh, not only the states and the federal government have done, but the conservation organizations that exist, uh, without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do um, for a living. Mm-hmm. So it was it was our way to raise a bunch of money to give back and uh, support this pastime or this sport or whatever whatever you like to whatever title you like to put on it, support it for future generations. Very cool. Cool. Yeah. I like it. So tell us, <laughs> tell us about you. Like, how did you, where did you grow up hunting and all that? Give us some background yeah. on yourself. Yeah. So grew up, uh, like I said, in South Dakota. And when I was really young, started in mostly upland bird hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, but really kind of got burnt out on that early. I think my dad had us or had me walking around in the fields when I was like five and six. And uh, just it's when your legs are that short walking through crp fields uh on the prairie is not not super easy yeah um so when see i think i was 10 or 11 um and my older brother got invited on a duck hunt and they went the one year on a youth duck hunt and my brother was like in love with it immediately and we uh we went again the next year when i was 12 and then um we were just hook line sink i mean all in on duck hunting so and if 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 you've never duck hunted in south dakota it's a great place to duck hunt uh, non-resident you actually have to draw the tag so the quality uh-huh. of the hunt yeah it's it's nice because it protects the quality of the experience um you know that you pick your dates and you show up and you know there will be some other people hunting but you're going to have a you're going to have a good time and you're not going to be fighting um fighting people as much like you do in in some other states but uh, so yeah, we, we dove right into waterfowl hunting hardcore and, you know, by the time, by the time that kind of was in full swing and then started to phase out, I think we had close to 30 dozen floating mallard decoys and, um, like nine duck boats. And I mean, it was just like a you gear run, mountain. You running an outfitter out there or what? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I was going to say, we're going to come one, hunt. <laughs> one, would, one would expect that, but man, we just, uh, we just went hard and I actually chose, North Dakota state because it was close proximity to where I could duck hunt, um, and be able to hunt both North Dakota and South Dakota for ducks while I was in college. So, you know, I graduated and everything, so it's okay to say now, but I was, I was duck hunting like four or five days a week, um, (laughs) (laughs) during, during my college career. That's That's awesome. awesome. So do you run your own dogs? Uh, we did. Yep. We always had, um, we had, well, two big yellow labs. We had one, he was the, like, honestly, I mean, I know everybody says that their dog is the, you know, the best dog. And so I'm obviously biased in that, you know, direction, but he was the toughest retriever uh, I've ever seen. And we ran him for, you know, until he passed away at 10 
and then we got another yellow lab and we wanted one that wasn't quite so big um, so we tried to find parents of another yellow lab that were you know that 60 to 65 pound range and uh we picked him and he ended up being a 109 so we now have uh, a, wow. another giant yellow lab in the family awesome. um but yeah we ran our own dogs and and just it was almost all public land bird hunting i had a few you know, knew a few landowners that when the migration would come through, they'd let us come hop on some marsh or whatever that they had up in the middle of a, a pasture and we'd slam greenheads for a weekend and then be back to back to Sioux Falls for the, the rest of the week. But um, so I, yeah, like I said, I chose college based on duck hunting, but my older brother chose college because he wanted to learn how to elk hunt. <laughs> nice. And so he went to University of Wyoming and then uh he kept telling me he kept you know every time we talk he's like you need to get yourself a bow and start you know deer hunting and um i just was so like engrossed into waterfowl stuff that i didn't even i was like yeah you know that maybe you know like I'll, I'll go deer hunting every once in a while when i you know draw a, a rifle tag or whatever for 20 years stealth cam has been at the forefront of trail camera development and innovation from the industry's first 4K ultra-high-definition DS4K and the XV4's advanced high-resolution night imaging to the latest in wireless technologies, StealthCam continues to deliver the highest quality, most reliable trail cameras available. Your images begin at StealthCam.com. It's coffee break time. If you're looking for premium coffee for those who grind every day, if life is an adventure and not just a routine, Grind Life is for you. You could be an adventurer, military person, first responder, outdoorsman, factory worker, or just red-blooded patriotic American. Grind Life is here to help you achieve success in everything you do. Visit GrindLifeCoffee.com and tell them BHP Podcast sent you. And enjoy a fresh brew just like us. Yo, Kevin, give me a warm-up. The BHP Podcast is proudly presented by Dead Down Wind, Stealth Cam, Tinks, Skull Hooker, Beyond the Ears Pro Shop, Grind Life Coffee. We also want to tell you guys to check out the new Fred Bearfield Notes Podcast, available on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Learn about Fred Bear and his heritage. It's something you're not going to want to miss. And it's one of those things that really bring bow hunters together. Um, but in 09, I, he convinced me to, well, didn't really have to convince me, but I took a week off school and I drove out and I filmed uh, him and his buddy on an elk hunt in Wyoming. Awesome. And yeah, it was amazing. Uh, they didn't work, shoot a, a bull. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They didn't shoot a bull that week, but I mean, we had, we were calling bulls in and we were, you know, um, had five bulls come in the first night and just didn't work out. I mean, we were in elk the whole week and like, I was just like fell in love. And so I drove from Wyoming back to Fargo and bought a bow like two days later. <laughs> now, what bow did you buy? I bought a bear lights out package from Shields. Yep. Hey, nice. I think it was nice. 349 bucks. I got the bow rest sight quiver. Uh, and I think it came with a half dozen arrows at the time. 
<laughs> I think we had that bow here one time. I think we I'm did. looking it up right now. Did you kill anything with that bow? I did. Yeah. There so uh, I shot um, just over the course of the next year, but shot a lot during the summer and going into fall, obviously. And um, just through a family connection, I had some access along a, uh, to some farmland along a creek. And um, I knew, I mean, I didn't know anything about <laughs> deer hunting. So it was on it. Like I hardly hunted tree stands. I just bought a cheap ground blind and I was just like, um, I may as well have just like popped it up, got inside and then been running around and then like, <laughs> like, sitting down. I mean, I was moving spots every, like every day and, you know, maybe twice a day and popping the thing up and hoping for the best. And, uh, then I actually came down to South Dakota for, uh, my brother came back and a buddy of mine came back from college and we all met and did a week long archery hunt. And the second day of the hunt. I mean, at this point, obviously it's my first year I was going to shoot anything with antlers. And again, I carried my ground blind in, popped it up at <laughs> <set> about 20, <laughs> 20 yards from this uh, fence post corner. And I, I knew it was 20 yards cause I paced it off. Uh, cause I didn't have a range finder. And all of a sudden this, uh, little forky buck came walking down the fence line and was going to clear that post at 20 yards. And I, I drew back and I, I don't think I've ever been so nervous and breathing so hard <laughs> and shaking. And, you know, I think he could hear me breathing and, and he stopped and looked over at the blind, but he's bright broadside. And so I sent the arrow and, you know, he's on full alert and he whirls, but he just catches the arrow and it goes in right behind the front shoulder and burned all the way to the fletchings. And then he just, uh, you know, took off running and I was, outside of the blind window like try, <laughs> trying to see like i like Where'd i didn't just pull up the binoculars i was like, like i like i was gonna run after him or something <laughs> that's awesome um but yeah found ended up there was evening hunt and uh couldn't find my arrow because turned out it was still in him um but went back the next morning and tracked him down and 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 uh and that was my first buck and then a week, a little over a week later, I was back in North Dakota and um, went and popped up my ground blind and happened to have a 130 inch five by five come by at 40 yards and just aced, aced him. And he went wow. 15 yards and he, it was funny because he ran behind this huge brush pile and, uh, and died right behind the brush pile. So I couldn't see him. And so I'm sitting there and I was like, well, you know, all the hunting shows say, give him give him a half hour. So, you know, I sat there in the blind and called my dad and brother. It was all nervous and shaken and then walked around and there he was laying there. So my, my first season, I got extremely lucky and shot two deer that, that first season. And I was like all in, Still I mean, so out. fired up. <laughs> was, was that second one a mule deer or white? Nope. Second, second one was a white tail. White so, tail. Yep. That's pretty nice yep. size. Yeah. Nice, yeah. Um, no, he's a, he's a great deer. So let's talk a little bit about the public land tees design. So how did you guys come up with some of these designs? Because they're pretty cool. Like this public land with the duck, the duck hunter on it yeah. from Nintendo. So it's a duck hunt. That's, yeah, awesome. that's, oh, yeah. that's really nice. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, yeah. So uh, we, Josh and I, my, Josh is my older brother. We we pitch ideas back and forth, but uh, the majority of the designs is stuff that I just dream up um, while I'm either on the road or whatever, and then. Um, I have, I work with a few different graphic designers because as much as I'd like to be 
uh, be able to take an idea and put it on the computer. Like I, whatever that skill is, I don't have it. So, <laughs> uh, so usually it's just, uh, like talking to one of them and going, okay, this is what I'm thinking. And then just working on revisions until it's looks like we want it to look. Um, but yeah, we've, I think we've come up with some cool stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, my, I mean, one of my favorites is the new, is the new duck hunt one. That's pretty and, fun. Uh, yeah. I, I like that one. That <laughs> I, I'm having cool. a hard time, though, because it's between that and fish taco for me. Because yeah. this yeah. fish taco yeah. is awesome. pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is so fun. I mean, honestly, and then the fish taco one, I mean, truly, it's just because I love fish tacos. Me, like, too. <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, really, the world needs more yes. foods wrapped in tortillas. <laughs> yes. Like, <there's, laughs> Yeah, a good friend of mine always said, anything's a taco if you have a tortilla and a little imagination. <laughs> <laughs> True that, man. We were, in, we were in a Hawaii on vacation. That's all I had. <laughs> the whole trip oh, was fish tacos. Man, I'm, and I'm, let I'm, me tell you, I'm jealous. they yeah. were amazing. And every single place I got them was a little bit different. I would thought they'd been the same, but they weren't. And in fact, so where, they were all the best, good. Where's the best fish taco you've ever had? Kona for sure in Hawaii, yeah. Hawaii, yeah. Kona. That there was. It doesn't matter where you went there and got it. It was good. Yeah. Did you have fish tacos when you were there? I did. Yeah. Let's that's, say you I were know. there a long yeah, time. Yeah, I was ago. there a long time ago. But it, not, it doesn't sound like anything's changed. So mine had. Uh, it was like this pineapple salsa with coleslaw. Yeah, that was on one it. too. I it was that oh, so amazing. Like that. So amazing. Mouth is starting to water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, Hawaii, real quick though, I I was watching a I shouldn't be alive episode, and there, this guy. Went out uh, to look at the lava field at night. <laughs> Got he, lost. Yeah, he, he thought he could. Floor's lava. He saw the light, you know, in the distance. And he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go up there and get video of it." You, you know, it was a good six hours from where he was standing, kind of where Heather went and all that. Right. He went out there at night and got close, but not like super close. He's like, "Man, this is a lot farther than I thought." Then on the way back, he didn't have a compass or anything. I don't know what he's thinking. He's coming back at night. You walk long enough, you'll hit water. He thinks he's going to be back in like two hours. So he's coming, you know, through at night. And he ended up uh, living out. He barely survived, but he was out there for like 10 days. What? Oh, man. How do you get lost in Hawaii? They couldn't find it. It's so vast. You know, I mean, it's all black uh, charcoal. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like. It was intense. Like watching, I'm like, this guy's gonna. Sounds, this sounds like fake news. It's not. That fake sounds news. terrible. It's horrible. Like, he, he found a little like they called it a oasis, like a couple patches of like this jungle, and that he was like licking off the leaves, like water. That's how, that's how thirsty he was. He had no water. He had nothing. I believe it. Can you imagine, like, how well, at least stupid. he didn't have to get to the how point stupid. where he was drinking his own pee because that, that's the point in time is, where, like, yeah. see, I would question things. I would think there'd be a tiki bar everywhere you were. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I thought that's Bob, not right. They should have a tiki bar. I thought everywhere. Bob was going to say, I drink my own pee. I day <laughs> Bob, have you? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Don't ask Kevin. So tell us, uh, tell us the so the sales from the shirts. You said you give back to conservation. Um, yep. Who do you donate to? Like, are there specific organizations that you're donating to, or what? What's yep. the deal? Yeah. So we we do five dollars from every shirt goes back to conservation. And, wow. awesome. that's uh, a lot, actually. Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, really great. it's close to close to twenty percent, um, which you know we feel good about. And uh, so we've we work with the when we initially launched we were um, we're doing a lot with BHA um, at the time I mean they still are one of the loudest conservation organizations for boat hunting and fishing and mm-hmm. so um, when we initially launched we were doing everything towards them and uh, ended up, gave them a little over two thousand dollar check at the rendezvous last spring cool and then 
since then, we've been able to uh, work with organizations, uh, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, Delta Waterfowl, QDMA, and then in the process of trying to work with um, uh, the Turkey Federation this spring. So just going to, you know, working on kind of spreading the wealth and, and uh, okay. being able to sprinkle dollars into everybody's passions. And um, I, uh, I'll, I'll start to do some big posts. We've kind of just been uh, letting shirt sales go and, until we have a check big enough to warrant a, like shipping a check out to one of sure. these organizations yeah, yeah. just so it's not like yeah, it's hard to build $28. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, that's a great idea though. It is. So, um, but yeah, but yeah, we, uh, I think, yeah, we did two grand for um, BHA. We've got, uh, I think, close to another two grand for RMEF right now, close to wow. a grand for uh, QDMA, and another thousand for Delta Waterfowl, currently just ready to be wow. shipped out. So, yeah. Very cool. Okay, yeah, it's excellent. been really fun. Okay, Sam, so I got a question for you and pick your brain here a little bit. And I'm looking at a picture you took of a school bus in the background yep. with the. Uh, with the you know the sky and all that yep what were your settings on that how'd you do that <laughs> and, and how much of that is photoshop and how much is picture that is awesome uh so that's just all photo uh no you kidding you're kidding that me that's cool yeah i mean i obviously i do some post-processing just to bring out some of the stars or whatever but it's not uh i mean i could uh just go take photos of the stars and then strip it into a uh, a normal photo, but yeah, I just, I run a 14 millimeter, um, Rokinon lens that is not expensive. It's a, uh, it's a full manual lens. So it's, I think it was like 250 bucks or something like that. Um, so yeah, I run a, you're I, that I Dave, you don't have to spend five grand on the lens. No worries guys. I'll buy it right now. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, sorry about that. So what kind, what kind of settings did you put on that thing? Okay. I'm back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I don't know what the timer was for, but it went off. So, <laughs> um, oh yeah, okay. So, fourteen millimeter. I think the photo you're talking about. I'm. I think it was a. It's a very first a, picture on your uh, Instagram. Very first picture on my Instagram. Yeah, the school bus on like the hill. Oh, on the public land tees. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was uh, fifteen. I think it was a fifteen second exposure with. Yeah. Um, 3200 ISO and yeah, F 2.8. That's incredible. That's so, did you know when you took that picture that you had something like that, or you had to wait till you got back to uh, it on the computer? No, I mean, uh, I've done, I've done a lot of them. Um, uh, I've done a lot of like, I guess, night photos or star laps or not star laps, but uh, starscapes, if you will. Yep. And um, so, over the over the years of just shooting star stuff like you start to kind of you figure out like where you should start which is like those settings i just said is usually where i start and then depending on what i see on the screen i either need to bump you know the exposure length or the iso or you know and tweak stuff and then if i'm you know if i'm going to try to do some like extra lighting um stuff within it like there's 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 so many variables that you can play with like after the like that you have to play with if you start to add light to it. Like if you're simply doing like that silhouette with the stars, um, that's not, it's not too complicated. Um, once you start to play with it a little bit. A but, tri tripod is a must, I'm assuming. Uh, yes, tripod. And if you, uh, oh yeah, so that one, I'm sorry, I, I'm looking at it now. So yeah, the, with the headlamp, 
all I did was have a headlamp lamp on full blast um, for the full whatever 20 seconds or whatever it was that I had That's the cool. exposure open. Um, but yeah, tripod is a must, and it's better if you have a remote uh, shutter, which is just to cut back on even the slightest of like jiggles, um, vibration. Yeah. Yep. I want to hear about yep. the bus. I see a bus in a lot of the pictures. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So the bus, um, I mean, was what I started on first. <laughs> so I, uh, <laughs> Did I you just drive that thing around. <laughs> What's that? You just drive that thing around everywhere. I do. Yeah. He's nice. awesome. Yeah. But I've been doing, uh, like kind of to go along with the t-shirts obviously, or the t-shirts go along with the bus, uh, you know, whatever you want to say. Uh, yeah, I've been doing a big public land advocacy tour in the bus for the last two seasons. Um, so built, uh, bought the bus, um, in December of 16, did the whole build uh, the summer of 17, basically spent a full two months just waking up at seven, make a pot of coffee, start doing the build and, um, cranked it out and then, yeah, took off on, uh, a, I lived in it for the entire fall of 17 and then put it in hibernation and lived in it all last spring during Turkey season. And then, uh, during the summer, it took it to a couple different events and then, yeah, lived in it again from August, end of August through almost, well, basically through Thanksgiving this year. Huh. So nice. it's pretty cool. I thought you guys were just kidding around with the bus. I didn't really, it was yeah. serious. Like that's yeah, awesome. Serious. No, that's no. So yeah. Cool. So it's, it's, we should get yeah, a bus. that's the, uh, that's, <laughs> that's the cool. public land bus. And so that's the, um, basically a rolling billboard to do the same thing that I'm doing with the t-shirts and just working on raising awareness about public land issues and legislation and um, generating dollars for conservation. Did you, is the inside like gutted? Did you gut it and start over inside of it? So, oh yeah. Yeah. If you, um, I'm trying to find the inside pictures I'm looking at. Yeah. So if you just go to my personal page, uh, just Sam Soholt. Okay. I'm trying to see here. Let's see, it. Uh, you can kind of like just uh, I don't know. It's like the three, six, nine, like the fourth row down. Oh, there's ah, a picture in the is. middle. Um, wow, that's, that's cool. so awesome! <laughs> Holy cow, that is cool. So that that's my buddy Sean. I think you're looking at the same one. That's my buddy Sean editing. Uh, yep. He actually came on the road with me all last fall and and filmed a bunch of my hunts and we're doing a big uh launch of videos through um onyx maps they are pushing it out through their youtube channel and their app cool which nice. will be cool and then so that'll come out we're trying to figure out the the right dates to launch that but it'll be either this spring in the next month or whatever or we'll do it early summer um to kind of get people fired up about next year did you see um there was a show on Netflix it was called I think Expedition <laughs> Expedition Happiness? Yes, uh-huh. did you see that? Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> yep. when I see this, that's the first thing I think of. I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder if you check checked out those German people who created their <laughs> bus <laughs> like that. I never met the Germans. Um I did watch some of their stuff like before I did the build. And uh it was funny to watch the the Netflix uh like the Netflix special because I don't know if you guys noticed, but you see um like the level of stoke from like living in a school bus, you see it diminish or like deteriorate through the entire film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and I, and it's, it's 100% relatable. Like the bus is awesome. Uh, and for what I'm doing with it, like talking about uh, spreading the message about public lands and conservation, like it's the perfect tool. Um, but as far as like a rec, like using it as an actual recreational vehicle, 
I, I've probably talked more people out of buying a bus than I have talked people into buying a bus. <laughs> it would be so hard to maneuver. I'll take my win. Yeah, it's just, it's slow and it's loud and it's expensive. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. When, yeah. It's a diesel, but, right? It's a diesel yep. engine, I think. Yep. Dang. Sam, yeah, have you, you ever come to Michigan at all? I haven't yet. Um, I, yeah, I have not yet. I've just been focusing more of my time out west. Just oh, that bus uh, can pull up right here down Casmara, baby. <laughs> 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 and we can hang out in that bus, do the podcast from there. It's like a rolling it, cabin. We have tons of has, public land in Michigan, for sure. It, ha- it has been used as a podcast studio, studio many times now. That is awesome. So, have, yeah. you, have you ever hunted the Fort Pierre National Grasslands? Uh, I'm trying. I don't think I have, actually. Let's plan well, that, it. We uh we, Bob and I went there a few years ago. Tried some mule deer. Is hunting. that North Carol- North Dakota? South Dakota. South Dakota. South Dakota. Dakota. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, Bob tried to stalk up on a, a, a muley, and that's when we found out you have cactus on the ground. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People that tell you there's no cactus in South Dakota, they have no idea what they're talking about. There's a picture about. of one right there, isn't there? Yeah. Oh lord. Oh was, man, the cactus, the cactus is brutal. That was the funny. He started sliding down the hill feet first, <laughs> and he caught a cactus right. Oh. <laughs> Those beautiful yeah. little tulip cactus. Uh, that yeah, was there's it. There's a picture <laughs> of one on yeah, his picture. Yeah, get off that so, picture. I think that's it right so, there. So here's a pro here's a pro tip that. for you. If you if you um <laughs> There's a cactus, he's right. Yep, that was a, that that picture from Arizona. Snowball. Oh, okay. oh boo! I want the pro tip though. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the uh, the pro tip if you're hunting, if you're going to do spot and stock hunting somewhere with that there is cactus, I took a pair of those. Um, a lot of people buy like leather moccasins or whatever, but I took a pair of those Vibram five finger shoes. You know the weird mm-hmm. ones with yep. like the toes, and I glued a super thick. Uh, like fake fur to the bottom of it. Oh, and so, oh that's yeah, a good idea. Cactus proof and like Super totally quiet. silent. Interesting. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, when you yeah. live out that way, you get these ideas. You come to Michigan, <laughs> <You> <laughs> and we'll show you how to climb a tree. <laughs> you mean you mean it's, you mean you can't sneak up on a on a, a buck when you're screaming? <laughs> uh, it's it's possible, but you just gotta hope it's windy. Also, wear a <laughs> pair of fire hose jeans. <laughs> so, uh, so we didn't talk about. I know Kevin brought up the photography a little bit, but what's your go-to camera brand? Uh, so, I was a Canon guy for a long time, but last spring I made uh, the complete switch to Sony. Yeah, so yeah. I'm yep, yep. We're, we're kind of mixed. We're we yeah. we we. Kinda... I like my Sony, but. There's there's benefits to both. So we right? yeah. use um we use the Canon 5D Mark IV, and then we yep. use the Sony A7S2, A7, A7 III. We got both, and yep. the you know, like you said though, I agree with your comment that glass you can get actually lower cost yep. glass in some cases and make it look good because we've been yep. playing with that. I started looking into smaller, cheaper you know prime lenses and stuff, and it's been fun. And we do our own photography for a lot of things we do, and it's a lot of fun to go out and do it. But also, it's actually fun to play with the different cameras. It's interesting the difference in Canon and Sony. Yeah. But yep. the heaviness of the Canons uh, unremarkably <laughs> horrible compared to <laughs> the Sony stuff. Yeah, I think the, the we, one. 
Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think the reason why we have a lot of mix is because we do a lot of video too. So you got yeah. you get yeah. a lot of mix and there, there's, I think that's where like you see a, a ton of differences between the two brands Yeah. is yes. in the video quality and, and how user friendly it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I was, if I was solely doing photos still, I probably wouldn't have made the switch, but with, with doing a lot more video over the last, or like over in 2018, I just knew that I needed something that was going to be a little more powerful. Uh, on the video side and canon just wasn't keeping up but right. i do miss the i do miss the canon colors right that yeah. you can get just straight out of the camera yep. yeah you know that the 5d mark IV um video is actually really really good but the data is so large and so big yep. that yeah. by the time you film a minute of that stupid thing you're at oh like nine gosh. gigs ten gigs yeah how many what? times like we get yelled at around here you're wasting 4k because that's why <laughs> it can't even render it Do i put it in final cut everything goes slow it's like you can't even yeah. handle it I'm like, what is yeah. this? And then, crap? and then the other problem is, it's a it's a cropped 4K. Yeah. And yeah. So you you know, and then there's no 120 frames a second. So you just, yeah. It's kind of this like, uh, I don't know. It's like they tried hard, kind of. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> I feel like they so. tried hard not to do. You know, they try to keep it all on their higher end cameras that are like 10 grand, 30 grand. I'm like, you guys are yeah. crazy. Sony's yeah. doing it for for you get a a 4K, you know, for so cheap with a Sony. It's right. like, what are you right. guys doing? Like, hello. You yeah, and I'm getting compete, you know. Uh, I'm getting excited for whenever they release the A7S3, which will be their, you know, yes, video yes, powerhouse yeah. kind of in that price range. Oh, I can't and wait. Yeah, yeah. I just got totally deflated. <laughs> I just, I'm always like, we need the new one. Let's go. Have you ever played with the the Panasonic G7, G uh, uh, the five? Man, the video quality on those is phenomenal. Those, those I, you know, I haven't for I've video, only been, not for pictures. Yeah, I've only ever been around the Canon stuff and then the Sony stuff. Yeah, so. man, I'm telling you right now that Panasonic for the price, it's it's amazing, unreal. The yeah. quality that we're seeing yep. on that camera, it looks, it, I mean, it looks so good. And you talked about the Canon colors. Panasonic's really close to that, and yep. I, I was impressed when I saw the video quality. Now the autofocus, totally different issue, but yep. you know, for pitch for pictures. No, I would definitely say Canon and, and Sony are better, and yeah. you know I know yeah. Nikon's in there somewhere, but we've stayed away. But I think I agree with you, Sam. I like I would lean more towards Sony over Canon. Yeah, Sony overall so. is just yeah. phenomenal. If you're if you're gonna do even a little bit of both, it's just it's a more powerful tool. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Hundred percent. So right. what is your Agreed. background? Agreed. In, what is your background in in uh, <laughs> photography? Is that what you went to school for? Nope, I got uh, not even close. I, <laughs> I have, I got a I went public to school relations. For, yeah, I, I went to school for business administration and then went on to get my MBA. So I'm awesome. a, very cool. Yeah, I got a master's in business and now I'm a photographer. Yeah, well, I, I went to school for fisheries and I work uh, in the investment industry. So you know, <laughs> did you yeah, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, I mean, I was I, a like, major. In I've fisheries. said it. I've said it a ton of times. I mean, college gets you your first job yeah. and then you do whatever you want yeah. after right. that. Right. Right. Yeah. So, no, it, it's kind of right. funny so how it all works out, but it door. is kind of cool about like the passions that you have. Um, you know, it just kind of takes you down a path that you never expected. So yeah, no. And growing up, you know, I always had interest in filming and uh, not so much photography, but video more. So I, you know, had like a I don't even remember what it was. It was like a Canon, you know, like a little handheld Canon, um, and I was making uh, wakeboarding and snowboarding videos with my buddies, uh, and then. I actually had a deal with my parents, like all three of us kids did, that uh, um, if we didn't drink till we were 21, we could pick out any shotgun we wanted. 
And so nice. my brother, yeah, my older brother made it to 21 and he got a Beretta AL391 Technies edition, just this beautiful, like auto, you know, semi-auto shotgun. It was like, whatever, 1700 bucks or whatever it was. And so when I, uh, when I was almost going to be 21, my dad's like, well, which, which shotgun you want? And I was like, actually, uh, I kind of want to get a professional video camera and see, you know, do, do, try to do more video stuff. And he thought I was absolutely insane. He's like, you're gonna, like, he's like, you're going to get technology? Like with this, like, you know, like this huge accomplishment, you're going to get something that'll be outdated in, you know, a few years. And I was like, yeah, you know, like, I think it'll be, um, I, you know, I think it'll be cool. And like, like, I mean, really like the memories is what like it'll create. Like right. the, the camera itself isn't the, it, you know, isn't the deal. And uh, so lo and behold i paid for half and he paid for half and i got a canon xh a1s uh right out like i don't know it was probably like six months after i turned 21 and uh it pretty much just sat in the closet turned out i didn't <laughs> didn't do as much filming as i thought i might happens <laughs> um, all of us but then when i started archery hunting i uh uh killed those two deer and i was all fired up and then i just started cold calling hunting shows and, and emailing as many as I could to see if any of them took on interns or they were looking had open positions for, you know, a guy with a master's in business and um, figured I could get my foot in the door somewhere. And Bill Winky from Midwest Whitetail emailed me back within, I don't know, it was like two hours and was like, yeah, we're always looking for interns. Come down over Christmas break and we'll do an interview and see if you're a good fit. So nice. I drove down to Iowa during Christmas break and got the job and moved down there the next summer and started filming and editing and producing and, um, and hunting. It was great. That's <laughs> awesome. Good um, state for that. Oh yeah. 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 Her fire question. My favorite time. portion. Yeah. Tim's favorite portion. Tim and Gina. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right. No boom. We're ready. Uh, I'm going to pick the best ones. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Do you consider a hot dog, a sandwich? Is that the end of the question? Yeah. <laughs> These are Tim's questions, so if they're terrible, you can blame me. Uh, no, a hot dog is not a sandwich. Thank you. <laughs> a hot dog is its own thing. If you could be like, in it's, a... Uh, oh, sorry. I, I don't know. I can't, I can't explain it. No, not a sandwich. I agree. If you could be any animal, what would you be and why? <laughs> uh... I mean, I think you got to pick brown bear, right? There you go. Yeah, they're pretty top tough. of the food chain. That's nice. for sure. These are not wow, really rapid. These are not really fast. rapid fire, obviously. No. Hey, you're, you're the one that wanted <laughs> no. me to do it. Would you yeah, let? You're never doing this again. Who, yeah, good. That's the whole point. Who would you let punch you directly in the face? Oh, wait, what was the question? Who would you let punch you directly in the face? Oh, a uh, small child. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. What is your theme song? Ooh. What is, ooh. We're playing it right now. You just can't hear it. Uh, Honestly, theme no, that's so, it. Man. Tiny dancer. Well, I'm, I'm just gonna throw you guys a loop. Just let's do X go and give it to you by Dan. Oh, oh, yeah. That's what we're talking about. Oh, buddy. We actually listen to that Jamie one. Jamie all the time. <laughs> uh, let's do one more. Who's your favorite spice girl? Sporty. Oh. <laughs> and then that concludes our session. Yes. Sam, thank Good you for joining us on the podcast. And uh, make sure you guys check out Sam online. 
publiclandtees.com. They always give back, so make sure you guys are buying tees up. And get our favorite fish taco and uh, and uh, wear it and send us a picture. We'd like to see it. So thanks, thanks, Sam. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, man. Thank uh, you. We'll see you next time. Hey, guys, can't get enough of the Boner Plant Podcast? You need more episodes? Well, check us out on Patreon.com. Go to patreon.com slash Podcast to join the Golden Arrow Club and get exclusive access to new episodes every week. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.